Welcome to The Receptive Life. We're learning how to fight against the unholy trinity, to defend ourselves with the person, the work of uh, the Lord Jesus, but also how to receive all of the gifts that only the triune God can give to us. So we're in uh, this daily practice and we've uh, begun station one, sign of the cross and the Trinitarian invocation. And now we're adding station two, the evening and the morning prayer. So in the morning, Luther would say in his little catechism, he teaches us how to, how to pray. He would say in the morning, and you could say in the evening, um, when you go to sleep in the morning, when you rise, bless yourself with the Holy Cross and say in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then he would encourage you to pray this simple little prayer. So in the evening, when you go to bed, uh, he would say, pray, pray this prayer and then go to sleep in peace. I thank thee, my heavenly father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear son, that thou hast graciously kept me this day. And I pray thee to forgive me all my sins where I have done wrong and graciously keep me this night. For into thy hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let thy holy angel be with me that the wicked foe may have no power over me. Amen. And then in the morning when you rise, he would say again, make the sign of the cross, have the name of the triune God placed upon you, and then uh, begin your day with this prayer. I thank thee, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray thee to keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please thee, for into thy hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let thy holy angel be with me, that the wicked foe may have no power over me. Amen. So there are these challenges um, every day to the receptive life. Challenges to fighting against the unholy trinity, to defending ourselves with the promises of Jesus, and to uh, challenges of receiving the gifts that only come from the triune God. So every day there seems to be in our world these distractions. And and you know it for yourself. You know, the little device that we carry around with us is forever calling us to, you know, pay attention to it. And so there are these distractions uh, always pulling us away uh, from, sadly, we have to say, pulling us away from the most important things that should have our attention. There's also resistance to doing something like um, the daily practice of the receptive life. Um, it does take work, right? Remember our metaphor of Mr. Miyagi and learning karate. Um, you know, anytime we pursue something good, especially something good for um, the sake of the kingdom, uh, according to God's will, um, the unholy trinity is always coming against it. It's not this easy, you know, easy path because there is this uh, spiritual resistance that is always fighting against the things that are good and godly. So we have distractions, we have resistance, and then, you know, the exhaustion of life. Uh, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, you know, uh, going, going, going all day long. And you've been busy, 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 and you, you don't know if you really accomplished much at the end of the day. You just know that you're tired. You're worn out. And you can be worn out spiritually, too, because if you see 
again, this life, this, this receptive life as climbing performance ladders, as opposed to receiving all the gifts that come from Jesus, you will be worn out not only physically, but also spiritually. So, you know, it's, it's good to understand what we're up against, you know, distractions, our attention being, you know, drawn away from the things that are of most importance, um, resistance, a very real fight, you know, and um, from again, the unholy trinity to stay away, to keep us away from uh, the words of life, but also just, you know, exhaustion. But we're, we're reminded, Jesus saying, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. So what's being attacked here really is our faith, our hope, and, uh, and our love. Again, the unholy trinity going against, you know, uh, our mind, the faith that we hold on to, uh, the hope that we have. This is the despair he wants to, wants to create the devil and all his demons. But also the love we have for uh, God and the love for, for neighbor. Now, what's helpful, I've found, and what the scriptures really help us um, frame our life with, is a rhythm, a sacred rhythm. So I don't know if you've ever, you know, uh, had a busy time in life or there have been certain periods where, you know, your schedule or your rhythm was just, you know, thrown off and, and you just feel out of sorts. Um, well, spiritually, God wants to give to us this, um, I think, beautiful gift of a consistent uh, daily practice, a sacred rhythm to the day, to the week, uh, to the, you know, to the year uh, for our life. Now, the rhythm of the Christian life, sometimes we need to ask this question. Is our life, is our schedule built around the activity of the triune God. In other words, his time, his places, his means, where he has invited us uh, to go to receive his gifts, um, are uh, our lives built around that activity? Or do we live as if the triune God should adjust his activity to to fit our life and our, our schedule? So in Genesis chapter one and two, you begin to see this, this sacred rhythm, um, the refrain as uh, God creates the world is, and there was evening and there was morning the first day. There was evening, there was morning the second day. So all the way through the days of creation, you'll hear that little, that, that little front, a refrain, that rhythm, evening and morning. And then six days, the world was created and the seventh day, uh, God rested. There was a Sabbath. And the whole rhythm of the people of God was built on that. The commandment to honor the Sabbath, God said, well, in six days, God created the world. And in the seventh day, he He rested. So evening and morning, evening and morning, six days working, seventh day, uh, a Sabbath. Now, if you read the book of Leviticus uh, and you know, read alongside of that book, the book of Hebrews. It's like uh, Hebrews is a great commentary to help you understand the book of Leviticus, especially as it's fulfilled in the person and work of Jesus. And in a sentence, you could say those two books about, are about receiving, receiving the holiness of another, receiving the holiness of our brother, uh, the Messiah promised, uh, who we know as Jesus. And so there is this rhythm set up by God for his people. 
there are sacred places, sacred acts that they're um, commanded to go to, encouraged, exhorted to go to. And then there is a sacred participation in uh, that gift of forgiveness, God giving and the people receiving. But uh, there is this rhythm to it. There is this place you are to go. The, uh, there are these acts you are to do, these practices. There's this participation in these acts. And through them, God is giving his gifts to his people. Well, same with us as well. Now, in Leviticus chapter 23, you get a bigger picture of this. Um, you, could, you could say this is the religious calendar. You know, we have a church here we follow, but uh, for the people um, of God, there was this religious calendar. You could consider it their um, living and active catechism. And so there was evening and morning, and then there was the six days and resting on the Sabbath. And then they were to celebrate these appointed feasts of Passover and unleavened bread and first fruits and Pentecost and uh, the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement. Uh, and the festival of booths or uh, uh, tabernacles. And so God gave to them these uh, appointed times, uh, this rhythm for their life, feasts, festivals, holy days. And all those were to remind the people of God's work, uh, to teach them uh, the word of God, uh, along with the promises that were in that word regarding Messiah who was to come, and to give to them uh, the redemptive gifts. Now, again, all these gifts are in the person and the work of Jesus. The Apostle Paul says in Colossians 2, um, don't let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration or a Sabbath day. Uh, Paul then says, these are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in in Christ. And so the rhythm, the participation, the places, the acts, the practices, all of those were pointing to uh, the gift of Jesus. Again, the book of Leviticus, the book of Hebrews is about receiving, receiving the holiness, receiving the work of another. So Passover, Pentecost, tabernacles, all of those are shadows filled to the full. The reality is Again, the person and work of Jesus. Now, there's a sacred rhythm then that is given to uh, the people of God, given to us. And if you read the Psalms, you'll, you'll see it uh, all throughout their prayer life. In the evening, in the morning, in the evening. This is an evening prayer, Psalm 4. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. And then, um, you know, this deals with the mind and the heart, uh, the devil's playground, right? I mean, have you ever longed to just sleep and go to bed in peace? But, you know, isn't it, isn't really kind of the way of life? All the activities of the day are swirling around in your mind. It's the devil's playground coming and attacking your faith, your hope, your love. Wouldn't it just be wonderful? To, to rest in the peace that comes from Jesus. Well, this is what the commending, right? Commending our life into the Lord's hands. And then in the Psalms, you have the morning prayer, Psalm 5. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sign. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you I pray. 
In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait in expectation. And so you go about your day wondering what the day is going to hold with the promise that God is already active. You wake up into the middle of God's activity and you pray, give ear to my words, listen to my cry, consider my sighing. I lay my request before you. And then that beautiful little phrase, I wait in expectation. You go about the work of your hands, the vocation that God has given to you to uh, love God and to love the neighbor. And so we do labor, but we labor in love, love for God and love for neighbor. So we wake up and again, we commend the day into the Lord's hands for, for his ultimate purpose. Now, this is what the morning and the evening prayer help us do. Uh, Develop that little that rhythm to the day, at least waking up and, and commending the day into the Lord's hands, going to bed, commending the, the night as we sleep into the Lord's hands, resting in his peace. So uh, there's a lot there again, making the sign of the cross in the evening and in the morning, having God's name placed upon us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and then saying these again, little prayers, the evening prayer. I thank thee, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast graciously kept me this day. And I pray thee to forgive me all my sins where I have done wrong, and graciously keep me this night. For into thy hands I commend my myself, my body, and soul, and all things. Let thy holy angel be with me, that the wicked foe may have no power over me. Amen. And then you wake up in the morning. I thank thee, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray thee to keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please thee. For into thy hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let thy holy angel be with me, that the wicked foe may have no power over me. Amen.